Welcome to Idea Jam. I'm Jeff. I'm Sheldon. And we have a great idea to share with you today. It's based on a speech called Acres of Diamonds from Russell Conwell, uh, who was a minister and also a, a university founder and president back in the 1920s, I think. Benoit. Oh, yeah. See, 1925. Um, and we'll put the link in the transcript so you guys can read the, the whole, I mean, he gave it thousands of times throughout the whole U.S. I mean, he didn't have recordings, you know, to just broadcast it back then, but very famous transcript, very famous speech he gave many times. And it's been referenced over and over again throughout the years. The concept really stems around the fact that there's opportunity all around you. If you can shift your mind to recognize that opportunity, it's, it's just, we, we tend to think that opportunity is far off in the distance and that we have to go seeking after it. But in reality, we're surrounded by our own acres of diamonds. As he gives the speech, he references whatever location he's in. If it's Pittsburgh, if it's Seattle, if it's, you know, any spot where he's at, he asks the people, do you believe that there's opportunity in this city, right? This city that's having struggles financially and economically and, and the audience tends to believe that they don't. And I think a lot of us fall into that category where we feel stuck. What do you think, Sheldon? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like far too often we look for, for success, for happiness, for, whatever, you know, what we want outside of ourselves and our, our current circumstances. If I can just get a better job, <laughs> I'll be happy. You know what I mean? And get a new, get a different girlfriend or boyfriend or, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of like this idea that wherever you're at, there's opportunity abound, right? And I mean, we've all been in this mindset. It's just, you know, we feel stuck. And how do we, how do we, how do we get there? How do we accomplish these dreams? And I think for many of us, we get life beats us down to the point where we just don't believe that there, there are diamonds anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> let, let alone within grasp, right? Yeah. Well, it's like you think about diamonds right now and the diamond mines. Oh, there's some in Canada. There's some in Africa. There's some in, like you think those are all really far away. Uh, the diamonds we're talking about, and just like Sheldon mentioned, are, are all, they surround us all the time. And it's just a matter of being willing to look for them and see them for what they really are. Uh, if you can imagine the first person who ever found a diamond probably just thought it was a sharp rock, right? It's like, <laughs> this is this sharp, <laughs> clear rock. Uh, maybe they stepped on it and hurt their foot and they're like, ah, crap, this rock. <laughs> so it's recognizing diamonds for what they are. As we're writing our book and creating courses around this idea of problems you want, that's a very close proximity to that kind of concept is recognizing your problems and challenges for what they are as opportunities to move you forward. Uh, rather than trying to avoid stepping on the stones, you dig them up and use them, <laughs> sell them to someone else. I don't know if you're calling, if you want to go specifically with diamonds. So Jeff and I, in preparation for this, we wrote down a few questions that we wanted to try and answer with this episode. And, and I actually wanted to read one of them to you. It's, what problem does this idea solve, this, this acres of diamonds, right? Um, and we kind of summed it down to this, is that it was trying to help people solve their fear of success and believe that you can, that you're worthy of it, right? That you can have your dreams, you can, you can have your cake and eat it too. 
Uh, yes. That's not in everything. Do you know what I mean? Like too often we we look for happiness, success in the wrong places, and you'll never feel a sense of fulfillment and love scrolling through your Instagram feed all day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just filling your life with comparisons probably never going to bring you a lot of joy. <laughs> right, right. But at the end of the day, uh, I think sometimes we give up on our dreams. We feel that it's just not for us. We don't. It's not in our cards, right? And we're trying to say that whatever hand you're dealt, you can switch out hands. <laughs> you know, you can you can find your dreams and success, and to not give up, and to just to fi- grasp onto the acres of diamonds surround us. And so, how do we do that, Jeff? How do we how do we change our mindset? How do we see opportunity more abundantly? Within the transcript, which you guys can read and which we'll have a link to, or you can listen to, we'll link it to a YouTube video. Within the transcript, he gives all these examples of people who otherwise, like he talks to the women of the crowd and he says, you know, you probably think that you can't invent something because you're a woman. And then he basically goes and he talks about the dozens of women who have invented products like the sewing machine, the lawnmower, they, all these things. Sure, they're at the time their husband took credit for it because they had to be their name had to be on the <laughs> patent. But it was really the woman who designed it and and created the product and made millions of dollars. At the same time, it goes for any of us, no matter what stage of life we're in, whatever the cards you've been dealt. As Sheldon was saying, uh, I think it's it's looking at those with new eyes. And not seeing them as a disadvantage. When, if you if you look in the Bible, going back to the parable of the talents, which is an example we've used a lot in our conversations about this topic. You hearing Lily? Uh, I love I love hearing Jeff's kids in the background. We're fathers. <laughs> you knew that, right? <laughs> yes, you can't control all sounds all the time. So hey, you got to go with what you got. It's the hand just been dealt, so we have to. It's the hand that was dealt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great hand. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it looking is, at that is. hand and realizing that uh, you're not at a disadvantage and you can trade up for better cards. That is the epitome of personality isn't permanent. It's helping us get rid of our our labels that we give to ourselves and others. It's reframing the trauma and things in our past so it works for us instead of against us. So I'm religious and I pray. And sometimes when I'm in a better mindset, like my prayer is like, God, help me see myself and others how we really are, right? Individuals capable of so much more than we we believe, right? And we, yeah. oh gosh, it's like one of the epidemics of the world is just discouragement and doubt and fear that we're just, we can't, we're not good enough. We never have been, you know? And we, and we use our past to prove it, right? And we're doing a 30-day challenge and personality isn't proof. Let's see now, personality isn't permanent. Yes, that's yep. it. <laughs> personality is permanent. Uh, 30-day future self. And it's just like, you can, you can, you can. That's like the epitome of it. You can. You can change something as fundamental as what you see as your personality and an identity. Yeah. And uh, to to that point, I think uh, an example popped up in my head. I, I actually work in the diamond industry. If you guys don't know, I'm <laughs> as my day job. I run a jewelry store with my brother, and we sell diamond engagement rings. But working with diamonds, this kind of brings to mind how you develop into being able to recognize a diamond, right? Uh, and recognize a good diamond from a, a poor diamond. And it's not that much different from seeing opportunity in your life. It's developing the skill to actually see opportunities around you. 
it's not, it's not any different than learning any skill, to be honest with you. It's starting to see the world a little differently. We all see the world, like Sheldon was saying, through our own lenses. We, uh, I like the old quote of, and I can't remember who said it. Maybe Sheldon has this in his brain, but you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very true of all of us. We, we tend to look at the world through fogged lenses and through our own understanding. And that includes our lack of understanding. <laughs> so the way we see the world is more a reflection on us than it is of the actual world. Though that sounds strange, you might be able to take cards, for example, someone who is new to cards and doesn't know much about it may have a, a hand of cards that to an expert could be really powerful. It's another level of understanding and it's step-by-step step to get to that point. And maybe this is way <laughs> off in the woods at this point, yeah. but my, my example is kind of straying off into the woods, but I think we have, we have, we have a several false beliefs. Like are you, a lot of people wait for opportunities to come their way. They think they have to wait and say like, Hey, well, I just haven't had any opportunities to come my way. Uh, what do you think about that, Sheldon? Yeah. So there's this, so I, Seth Godin has like a daily blog. That he, I love his stuff because it's really short, but there is one that I wrote down recently. And there's this one line that I love and I'm just going to read it. It says the world is real and opportunities and pain are unfairly and unevenly distributed right? That's the hand we're dealt. We can't control that. At the same time, our narratives and habits are real as well, and they work to prove themselves right. I think it's this pain and opportunity are not fairly distributed. (laughs) Opportunities don't come evenly. That is a fact, right? That is the world we live in. And at the same time, what we tell ourselves, what we tell ourselves about our, our past and our history and the habits and the choices we make are also real and can 180 change whatever circumstances we're in right now. And I think it's this fear that we can't. Again, going back to you, personality isn't permanent. I can't do that because, well, I have a history of not being able to do that. <laughs> but it's not true. It doesn't, doesn't matter what your history has been, right? The future can be as bright as you have the faith and hope and courage to, to make a step toward it. And it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be clean. It's always messy, right? But you cannot change and things not change. <laughs> you can't see things differently and things remain the same. Yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. And once you have that new vision, and there's a there's a quote that I was sharing with, with Sheldon earlier from Marianne Williams, Williamson. I won't read the whole thing because it's kind of long, but in her book, Return to Love, she wrote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And I think that's true. It's it's hard for us to believe it sometimes that that's true. Because the first time I read it, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's powerful. I think it's true that I, I sometimes avoid what might change my life. Because mm-hmm. even though I feel stuck in my current life, I don't know what different means yet. Right? I, I'm nervous about what I don't know. The unknown is very scary to us as humans. And so my brain knows the outcome of my current life. It's like, I know what I'm getting right now and I'm surviving. And my brain's only goal is to survive. It doesn't know any better until I train it to say, no, there is better. And this is it. Right? Like, and this <laughs> is the key. It's comfortable in my results right now. 
even if I tell it that I want something more, it's like, yeah, but do you really? Because you're pretty comfortable. Like you're fine. You're surviving. <laughs> you're good. Um, but if I fully commit to bigger goals, my whole life changes. Yeah. Right? Uh, the way I see things changes and then my life changes. I think it's partially that we're afraid we can't, but then also that we're afraid we might. And if we do, what does that mean for how right. our life we, changes? We, we don't feel that we deserve it. We're worthy of it. And I realized I had this unconscious thought of um, like being weak is not the right word. Being open to my own weaknesses helps me connect with others. And it does. But I think I've taken that a little too small. Uh, so the rest of that quote talks about playing small doesn't benefit the world. Right. Yeah. Um, I think of an example. Okay. I'm Christian. I'm, you know, my belief is that, uh, Christ is the only perfect person to ever, you know, like the King of Kings. Right. And <laughs> playing small, right. It's, it's not that he needs to change. It's people's perception and the reality that regardless of where they're at, like he accepts loves and will help them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I, I need to do my very best and can connect with people, not by, you know, saying, I, I, I make the same mistakes you do, which is usually true, <laughs> but more like, no, 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 look, you know, like I can do it. You can do it. We can all do it. Let's, let's work together. Don't give up. Exactly. I think it's, it's meeting people where they're at, but giving them a, a vision of something better. And I think there's, there's just these obstacles we tend to throw in our way. You know, it's like, of course, waiting for opportunities. Another one is I need more skills or education before I can do the thing I want. Right. It's like, there, it's like, we, we always put this obstacle in our way saying, I need to do this before I can X. Right. It's like, I have to figure out this before. And Sheldon and I are masters of that. Right. We've been training <laughs> ourselves for years on how to avoid getting some result that we want because we like, well, we first need to do uh, an entire list of things like plans are yeah. good, but only as they support the larger mission. A plan is only useful if it moves you to action. And what we're trying to help you do, at least in, in this case, is not just recognize the opportunities and, and see them for what they really are, but then to have the confidence in yourself and, the, and, and, and knowing that you're worthy to have whatever it is you desire that's good, right? It's like, if you want something better in your life, then you can go have it. It's not a matter of, if you can, but if you will, right? I, I mean, and that's that's the challenging part, though, is, is believing that fact. So one of the cool things about this guy, he talks about when he met Abraham Lincoln. So he he fought in the Civil War. You can see this guy's, <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since he's been around, but uh, he gave this speech, fi speech 5,000 times from 1900 to 1925. And he references a visit that he had a personal meeting that he had with Abraham Lincoln just weeks before he was assassinated. And he points out this one key that I thought was really interesting for this conversation. He, he points out the fact that to everyone in the country, pretty much Abraham Lincoln was the president. He was this amazing guy. Well, some of them didn't like him, but he was, he was this guy that they all kind of saw as an authority figure. Right. Um, but anyone back home where Abraham Lincoln was from, he's like everyone at home just thought of him as old Abe, the farmer. Right. He was, he grew up on a farm. They all knew him as just old Abe. Like, 
And I think we tend, as we look around our neighborhoods and we look around our, our surroundings, we tend to think that there's nobody special. There's, there's nothing special about our neighbors. It's just Joe. It's just John. It's just Sally. It's just Sue, right? These are, these are my neighbors. These are people I know and I see every day and I wave at them or, or whatever, have little conversations. But in reality, they all have so much talent and potential and gifts. We all have our own specific unique gifts who knows if they are the next abraham lincoln right it's 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 seeing greatness and opportunity right where you're at rather than imagining that greatness and opportunity are always in a foreign land or off in another place (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was a long way to say that (laughs) (laughs) all right my last thought then uh jeff you can finish up here i listened to the uh, uh speech today and she quoted uh French artist Rosa Bonheur, I'm probably slaughtering her last name. She's probably the most successful female painter of the 19th century. She said this, my whole life has been devoted to improving my work and keeping alive the creator spark in my soul. Each of us has a spark and we've all got to account for what we do. And I think at the end of the day, take away from this one, it's like, you've got a spark. <laughs> no matter, uh, no matter what's happened in your past no matter what's going to happen in your future like you have a spark of greatness we all do everyone you've ever met knows something that you don't <laughs> right is that everyone has stuff to contribute yes they you do. have something to contribute acres of diamonds are around us and uh pick them up seize opportunities do what you have to do to you know change your mindset ask god whatever you need to, to be able to see things in a little truer light, the greatness that surrounds us. From this point, the action step we want to give you is to first see the greatness in all around you, like Sheldon just said, and then acquire a shovel, right? Like (laughs) what tool or skill, what spark do you have that you've just felt, even if you've never explored it fully, right? You felt the spark, he was he was giving this talk back uh, this speech back in the 1920s 1910s there's never been more opportunity than there is now with the access to global communication that you have endless information uh genius is found in all of us and solving new problems and just start digging where you're at so rather than looking for something off in the distance look at look at where you're at and and start digging there cuz there are diamonds there it's and Sheldon and I are discovering that as we, we execute this podcast <laughs> and get sure. so many awesome people on and people that are teaching us things we didn't know before. With that, we want to we want to thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. Yes. So thankful. I want to let you know that our next episode is going to be an interview with Benjamin Hardy, author of uh, several different books. But we're going to interview him specifically about personality isn't permanent in conjunction with our 30-day future self challenge. It is awesome. We actually have been having some sessions with him lately. We uh, won a contest and so kind of some one-on-one mentoring. And um, I think you guys are going to love it. So if you've read the book or doing the challenge, this is going to be this is going to be great. Yes, absolutely. So check it out. In the meantime, we are giving away a book called Who Not How, written by Ben Hardy as well. It's fantastic. You can go get a link to download it from Amazon from our website just by subscribing to our email list. And we'd love to see you there. Keep you updated on the the show. (laughs) My brain's working really slowly today. (laughs) 
<laughs> love it. Love it, Jeff. I think I woke up too early. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Ciao.